0: Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the leadership development podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the 13th Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and the co-founder of Teach Better, the master of numbers, Jeff Gargis
1: master of numbers i like it that's a good one that's a new one it is a new one
0: you don't know the number of our episodes
1: (laughs) well neither do you you ask me every time (laughs) what i have noticed is over the last couple episodes you've done you like taken on this like giving me some sort of nickname yeah and so i think it's fitting that i'm realizing that when we have you know who we have with us tonight because like that's how that happens too (laughs) i mean yours tend to be a little nicer yes
0: see I'm, I'm, flattering trying to, even I'm trying, the trying to balance it out
1: see because you take it from one side <laughs>
0: yeah. and i'm trying to give you those positive reinforcements here on the aspire mailbag
1: if if only everyone else could ha- see the video of <laughs> the glare that we are getting right now um would be just we just great especially because they don't quite hey, know you. I was... although well you're on now now you hear her but what <laughs>
2: But I was told not to talk until I was introduced, and now and, that they're and, just baiting me. And it's yet happening. here
1: you are talking before you're introduced, just not
2: Ugh. not
0: following the rules. Well, if you don't know that voice, you should. That is the wonderful Ray Hewitt from the Teach Better Talk podcast, and I have the pleasure of having the duo, the team, and I am so excited to have both of them on the podcast. This
2: I appreciate fun. you, Josh. Thank you for letting me crash.
1: Just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask it. Why is Ray here? <laughs> like. <laughs> just like my thing like i was like oh like this thing that i get to do i get to be cool with josh and now suddenly ray's here right here Already got a book with adam welcome why does she get to be on the podcast with you too well
0: exactly i think we both know that she is a rock star and has just produced a new book with co-author adam and i'm so excited for her i feel like i've been a part of the journey even though i have nothing to do with the book (laughs) (laughs)
2: You totally were a part of the journey, Josh. Like for those listeners who don't know, literally Josh was my like accountability partner the entire time through Voxer. And I loved like your encouragement. You pushed me, you held me accountable. I appreciate that, buddy. You get all the credit.
0: I didn't know that, that's awesome. I wanted to celebrate your accomplishment and have a chance for you to, to speak on the book. And we'll definitely get to do that. But then also you get a chance to dive in with these wonderful questions from the listeners.
1: So, look, Josh, writing a book is, is a pretty good accomplishment, but you need to know that this woman also just did uh, several hours of podcast recorded with me before this. Oh, so. goodness. Medal of honor so. right there. <laughs> yeah,
2: does this, is this the same feeling as running a marathon? I'm tired.
1: Uh, you, multiple multiple podcasts putting up with me? Yeah, probably. It's pretty much the same. I don't you know. Do, do your legs hurt? You did 12 hours with hurt. them. Yeah, yeah, the twelve hours was definitely a marathon. I mean, that you you'd be all you're fine. You could run <laughs> your marathon now. For those who may have not listened to the previous episodes,
0: we reached out to the listeners to ask for leadership questions via Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer. And in the past episodes, we've answered anywhere between three and five leadership questions. And tonight, we've got three amazing questions from three wonderful educators. And so we're just going to kick it off with the first question. If you both are ready, let's do it. All right. This one's from Allison Garland. She reached out via Twitter, and her handle is agarlandedu. And her question is, I'm afraid that we are asking a lot of teachers this year. Some are feeling like they have to compromise their health and return to work. Some are overwhelmed by creating content virtually and learning new protocols. How can we help them feel that their work is vital? How can we continue to show genuine appreciation and support? And so I'm going to let Ray, since you're a teacher, you know, in a building, what would you want from your leaders as far as coming back into a building, especially during this unprecedented time?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm so fortunate. I'm a sixth grade math teacher full time in Illinois, and I have incredible leadership in the building I work in. I'm, I'm so, so lucky. But I think one of the elements that I've loved, not, you know, even before COVID, but absolutely necessary now, is that my principal carries this mentality of, That we're all in it together and um it's not necessarily that we like shoo-shoo ideas like we really talk about like the hard stuff and we have open discussions and discuss our fears and acknowledge the elephant in the room and then we carry the solution-minded mindset to ensure that we know that we're all in this together and that while we don't have all the answers we are going to work together to find the right ones, the right fits for our students. And so I think if every leader could carry this mindset, uh, that'd be wonderful. But you know, something that I, I find goes along really well with this is something that we talk about in the book. It's something one of my favorite elements is that we really need to encourage our leaders to treat uh, our teachers like learners hmm. in the same way that we encourage our teachers to treat students like learners. And so I really wanna encourage all leadership um, to not only be great cheerleaders and great coaches for all the amazing educators returning back to the classroom who who do have fears, I have fears, but in our professional development coming this fall, model those best practices you want us to be using, right? Like model the encouragement that you want us to have and give to our students. I think that goes really well with approach of, you know, being talking about the elephant in the room and, and being positive and solution focused is that's the mentality you want us to have with our students who are also coming in with fears and concerns and hesitations. So I I love that idea of really supporting our educators in the way of treating them like students, because the more we can show them what we want done in our classrooms, uh, I think the better and stronger our teachers will be.
0: Hey, Jeff, what do you think about showing appreciation to your staff? What are some good ways that our leaders can do that?
1: My my first reaction to the question was to just be genuine and show appreciation, <laughs> which I, I know I always go to like the really simple one. Right. But, but, but I think if, if you're thinking about, I, I want to go into our whole question of like, if you want them to know that they, that the work's vital, that they don't have to kill themselves, that they don't have to do that, that you genuinely appreciate them and that you support them, then you need to tell them that you need to tell them more than ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh You need to be communicating to them that you want that you get it. You understand that they're not going to have everything figured out from day one, because neither do you. Right. You need to be, transparent about the fact that hey I don't have it all figured out either but let's figure out what I'm taking on what you're taking on what we're working on together as far as you know showing that appreciation is it's to get very very intentional about it you know if it comes naturally to you then that's much easier if it doesn't then you have to really get intentional plan it out but I think the easiest way is just letting them know constantly, Hey, like, I really appreciate what you're doing for me or, or for, for our, for our, our building, for our community, for your students, showing up for them, having conversations with them, actually listening to what what's going on. Like Ray mm-hmm. talked about those conversations and, and being solution folks, those types of things show that appreciation, right? So sometimes it's not a car or a candy bar or something like that. Sometimes the best appreciation you can show that's genuine is actually listening to them. Mm-hmm. And having conversations with them and treating them with respect and, and, and like Ray said, focusing on the solutions and helping them get through it. So I think communication is, is always crucial, but is even more so it has been for the last several months and it's going to continue to be such a, just a vital, vital piece of it um, in all aspects of leadership personally. so
0: I think we also need to be transparent right now. Like I know things are changing constantly. Like my, my day to day completely got usurped. Um, I had plans on doing A, B, and C, and those things got wiped away because things changed within the district. And so I think in that, what you talked about communication, we need to be transparent. And no matter if it's on Monday, this is the information I have on Tuesday, it might be completely different, but you still need to communicate that to your staff because mm-hmm. the lack of communication I think is only going to build fear and fear to come back, fear to you know dig into the virtual world depending on what their experience was. So I think, I know my staff is always thanking me about the communication, right? Anything I can provide them. Oh, I'm so glad you provided that. Thank you so much. So they're just longing for that communication from their leaders, even though, like I said, it may change on a dime tomorrow.
2: You know, Josh, something that came up in our uh, Teach Better Administrative Mastermind that we've been doing Mm -hmm. and something that my principal has started doing actually from that mastermind. So I was so glad that he was able to pop into that is he's being super transparent with us but also telling us exactly when he's gonna communicate. So every three days we get an email. So even if there's nothing new, even if there's no new strategies, no new initiatives, nothing, he's sending an email just to be like, hey, just checking in, it's three days since my last email here's what I know. And so what I like about that is it allows my colleagues that you know we're all in texting chains, we're all worried about the fall. It allows us to be like, no, I don't have to stress because I know I'm getting an email tomorrow. No, I don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about it because I know that's going to be communicated to me. So as a principal, I mean, find your sweet spot. Maybe it's every Monday, maybe it's every Monday and Thursday, but finding a way to not only be transparent with information, but transparent about when communication will be happening uh, will really set people at ease. That way, if they don't hear from you Tuesday, they're not worried, oh, I'm never going to hear from my principal, but it's, oh, no, I know I'm going to get an update Thursday. I don't yep. need to worry about it right
1: now. No, I love that. I think that's key in being consistent with that. And and I think a big piece that Ray mentioned there is that regardless of whether there's updates or not, because we're all hearing a million different updates in about the world, right? And everything's going on. We yep. hear this school and that school and the, everyone's doing different things that. If I don't hear anything from my leader, I might think, well, are we going to do that? Yep. Or is that happening here too? Like what Ohio's doing that? Is Illinois doing that? Or what does it look like? But if I know, if you're giving me update and you're like, hey, here's what it is. And it's nothing's changed. That's fine. At least now I know nothing changed, right? Everything's the same. And like Ray said that, but I can relax and go, okay, I don't have to worry about like are we doing this or not because Josh is, he's, he's talking to me. I know I'm going to hear from him one of these days or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. and, and shout out to, to Chris McGraw, who is just a phenomenal leader there for race, uh, you know, race whole team there. So he's a good Absolutely. one to, to, to follow for sure.
0: Well, let's jump into question number two, and this is from a good friend, Greg Moffat, and I just had yeah. the pleasure of interviewing him. He's going to be on the podcast soon. So check out that episode, but he actually gave us audio and I'm going to play that for everyone
1: wondering right now what should we say to our staff on their first day back that's going to be valuable and and helpful so i think that's what we're all trying to grapple with like what do we say what do we say to our staff the first day back
0: so if you were in front of your staff first day in front of everyone what is your message i appreciate you (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I really do think it should be a message of appreciation and then a, a reminder of the fact that like we're gonna get through this. Yeah, we don't have to have it all figured out today. We're here together. Like let's let's make sure that we're talking to each other. Make sure that we're leaning on each other, and we're we're gonna do what's right for kids, and right. we're gonna figure it out. Maybe said more eloquently than I just did, but I think it really needs to be a message of of appreciation, support. And, you know, a, a very big I've got your back, mm-hmm. I think, is really, really going to be really, really important. Because after day one, teachers are going to be, I mean, back in like trenches and their new trenches that would be, they've never been in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's gonna be really, really important for them to understand that you've got their back uh, no matter what. So
2: You know, I don't want to be a, a broken record. I couldn't agree more with you, Jeff. I think this goes back again to treating our teachers like the learners right so when you ask you know okay what are what should leaders be saying to teachers on the first institute day which for me is the 17th my first question is i don't know what does my administration want me to say to my students walking in every day mm-hmm. they want to you know have me welcome them with a smile they want me to probably crack a few jokes and, you know, make them giggle, even though we can't see their, their faces that, you know, in the same way, we can still ensure that they're smiling under their mask. Uh, and they probably want us to be very clear with our expectations to ensure safety. Mm-hmm. And, and then throughout that whole thing, they also want to build trust and ensure that while none of us have the answer, we're going to find it together. And when new things arise, we're going to handle it as a team. And so while I'm building that culture in my classroom of sixth graders with 150 of them entering back into the the school building very, very soon, I I would love to have that same thing modeled for me by leadership. So again, I I really want to encourage our leaders, how can you work to model this idea so that your teachers feel supported, but also have this idea of like, oh, that made me feel so good. I can take that strategy, I can take that approach and I can do it directly with my kids the following day because I love experiencing things first as a learner and then implementing as an educator.
0: Yeah, I think when we're talking with our staff too, we need to make sure that our tone is positive. I think right now there's so many problems coming at us as leaders that it might be easy to express that to our staff. And I think our message needs to be positive and uplifting because it needs to combat the apprehension that's in the room. And I think Taylor Armstrong said this wonderful one, um, he was just on the podcast, he said that you always need to complain up and I think that's so sort of true that we need to make sure that our message and everything that we say is not highlighting the problems. It's highlighting mm-hmm. the solutions. And I think that needs to occur day one, right away, when you're talking with your staff. Agreed. All right, man, we're flying. Question number three. You ready? We're ready. This one's from Livia Chan. I think you all know her.
1: Love her. I've heard of her, yes.
2: <laughs> you're <laughs> you're Hi, Livia. Favorite.
0: Teach Better Ambassador. Yes. All right. Her question is, what are some specific ideas or tangible examples to make sure we have things in place for our staff in terms of social emotional needs, understanding that they may have a different set of needs from our students? How do we realistically build or rebuild our staff community when we return?
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. I want to hear Ray's thoughts on this. You
2: no, know, I think there's so many different ways to do this. I, I, I'm interested in what strategies, Josh, you feel like are your your go-to's for this
1: well
0: i think i think there's so many different versions right now you know we've got some states that have hybrid some are going straight virtual some are going straight face-to-face and i think the biggest thing is finding a way to do check-ins with social emotional learning the biggest thing we do with our students we do morning check-ins every single day and the reason we do that is because we're checking on the social emotional health of them and what needs do they need on that specific day well why don't we do that with our staff and so I think that's our big push this year is we focus a lot of our attention and power toward our students in social emotional learning, but we don't use the same tactics with our with our teachers. And they're probably going through just as much, if not more, because spouses are losing jobs. Some people are having difficulty finding childcare right now. People are losing loved ones. So there's a lot of trauma that's going on with our staff. And we will never know that unless we're checking in on them every single day. So I I would just have a charge to any leader listening. If you're all virtual, get on the phone, call every single one of your people and check in with them. I know that sounds like a daunting task, but I think it's going to reward your building and your culture tenfold.
2: Yeah, I really, I love that approach, Josh, because when you're talking about, obviously, like the same thing that's kind of come up in a few different questions of, you know, modeling the same behavior, it's not going to be easy for your teachers to check in with their students and it's not gonna be easy for administration to check in with their teachers. It doesn't matter if we're all together, it's still not easy. No. And so adding a virtual barrier, it just makes it a little more challenging and it was already a, a bad situation to begin with. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've, I've heard feedback from teachers saying, oh, I, I spent all, all of our virtual learning time back in the spring filling out a Google forum. They kept asking how I was doing. Right. And that Google forum intentionally was designed to do the check-in. But just like with our learners, we need to change up the modality in which that we're, you know, the medium we're using in which that we're checking with our students. And, and we also need to do that for our teachers. So maybe one week, all the seventh grade teachers get a phone call, and the following week, all the seventh grade teachers get a different t- type of, of check in. But, you know, the more that you can find different ways to get the pulse of, of your staff, the better we're going to be able to support the needs. Because the reality is, when we know better, we do better you gotta actually have the information to know what response and support your staff your mm-hmm.
1: staff need. Yeah, I agree with all that man when it comes down to it comes down to constant uh, communication and letting them know that you were there for them. And like you said, Josh, I think you nailed it. I mean that you gotta be checking in now more than ever, right? And unfortunately that means you might have to put in a little bit extra. Like it's just the the reality we are in right now. Like, you know, it can sound like a daunting task and it is but it's important. And so it's got to get done. I think that's just, it's going to be really important, uh, especially with the potential of ups and, ups and downs and and ends and outs. And now we're virtual. Now we're hybrid. Now we're, but now we're full. Now we're back right. to virtual. I mean, it, that's going to take an emotional toll. Like you said, and you're not going to know how deep that emotional toll really is and what else is going on in, in your teacher's lives uh, without having those conversations and without having real conversations. And if you can't, if you're not having them consistently they're not going to get as real right because they got to get comfortable with you they got to know that they can talk to you they get they got to know that they can can complain up to you and share that stuff with you so then you can be there and put things in place to try and help them so spot on i don't know why you need me anymore i think ray's got this thing. so
2: <laughs> wait i just want on record josh does that mean that you're team ray because jeff just said that you know he's done so does that mean that you are the dark side
0: well see i was on the fence until you told me the names of your dogs and I think that just put me over. I Jeff might be team right great, now.
2: Jeff has always had great animals, but, but my two dogs, Harvey Dent and Alfred Pennyworth, do usually still go. This it,
1: this has been a brutal night for me. <laughs> Derek McCoy came hard for me on the podcast, man. Ooh. He was totally so Team Ray, it wasn't even funny. He told me afterwards it was all in love. But <laughs> on the episode he was <laughs> he whooped hey, me up.
2: Hey Jeff, I really like your shirt though, if that helps.
1: Thanks, Ray. I appreciate that. The problem is I don't believe her, Josh, when she says she likes my shirt. I'm like, no, you don't.
2: I don't well, think
0: you it's do. It's probably that smirk that she has, you know, when she says
1: Yeah, that might be it.
2: <laughs> Isn't it nice that we don't have video for this? Come on.
1: <laughs> for anybody who wants to know, I'm wearing a Batman shirt, and Ray's dogs are Harvey and no, we got Alfred. Going. So we got, a, we got a Batman thing going now. Ray,
0: anyway. I got I to ask. You just launched a book, and I'm seeing it all over social media. There's a lot of buzz. So for our listeners who haven't had a chance to read it, can you just give a quick synopsis of the book?
2: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I hope Adam and I uh, get a chance to talk with you about Teachers Deserve It more in depth. But uh, we just released it. So exciting. Teachers Deserve It. I wrote it with the amazing Adam Welcome. And we get to do a lot of what I really have been dying to do in education is start identifying all these different things that teachers deserve. Teachers deserve higher pay. They des- they deserve good leadership. They deserve more respect. They deserve smaller class sizes, right? We have this whole incredible list. But my biggest fear with the book is that it would just be this book about complaining. And the reality is, is that we ensured that this was a solution-focused book. So what we've done in every single chapter is identify, yes, teachers do deserve a lot, yep. but the only people that are gonna make that happen, the only work that that is going to start to change the narrative is for teachers to start taking hold and taking action. And so uh, every single chapter focuses on areas that that teachers deserve. We make a lot of massive proclamations and the whole mission with this is to um, inspire and empower educators to begin to change the world and we cannot wait to watch all happen. So this book is called Teachers Deserve It, but it really is for the entire ecosystem. If you're involved in education at all, meaning even if you're a parent and you have a student that goes to a school of any capacity, this book's for you. Uh, It has action steps for everybody included. And we really hope, and in a very foolish way, uh, we really hope that this book is irrelevant in 10 years. We hope in 10 years, uh, somebody picks up this book and says, what, teachers deserve respect? they're the most respected profession out there, right? Like I hope that, you know, somebody opens a book and says, what? Teachers deserve to get higher pay? It's an incredibly high paid field. You know, mm. what more could they want? Like we really hope that that w- this book is viewed uh, for some absurdities because if all educators take action, then we'll have everything that we claim we deserve.
0: That's awesome. Jeff, I got to ask you, like I always do, what's going on in the teach better world?
1: Uh, we got lots of stuff going on. I think the one exciting thing going on right now is we brought back our daily drop-ins. Uh, so that's going on right now until Ray. When's it? When is it ended?
2: The fourteenth of August. Fourteenth.
1: Last- so we're doing two. We're doing two weeks. So this week that you know started, and then we'll go next week. Um, every morning at nine a.m. Eastern time. And, you know, they're typically about an hour. We've got all kinds of people lined up. I think everyone's got at least what, do they all have three people or more, Ray? We've got a lot of people jumping in on this one.
2: Incredible people. They're Just, all Teach Better ambassadors. or yes. part of our administrative mastermind. There's sessions that you can catch the recaps of on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch, or you can actually catch them live in the morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, August 3rd through the 14th. So we have a lot of goodness coming
1: on there. Yep. You, uh, you can catch that and pretty much all social media channels at teach better team. Uh, we also have our, you know, at the end of September, we've got a six week event kicking off our uh, teach better mindset meetups webinar series. So that's Wednesdays uh, starting the end of September for six weeks. It's, we have two amazing speakers every single week. You know, once you register, you get you get the live uh, event as well uh, as the uh, the replays that'll be put in like we do with all of our webinars. So that's going on. We're super excited about that. And then we, you know, just the typical stuff. We got a lot, you know, a lot of blogs coming out right now, a lot of great content coming out over at teachbetter.com. So we'll always check back there and see what's going on. But the the definitely get in on those drop-ins. There's so much fun, there's so much value in just getting the people There are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of fun today's was Ray and Caitlin and it was hilarious, but it was also like so much value in there of them just talking through what they're preparing for. So two weeks of really, really good stuff too. And I am for everyone listening that, that wants it. I, I am working on seeing if I can get ready to allow us to extend it longer than two weeks, but we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> totally it, really is a, <laughs> it really is it a is. great way to start your morning. Um, And Jeff jokes, but guys, you know that it's just because I'm going back to school. So that's all it is. <laughs>
0: well, I can't wait to check in on those daily drop-ins and all that's going on at Teach Better. Before I end, I just want to thank you both for being on the podcast. Jeff, as always, you are amazing with your leadership, inspiration and wisdom. And Ray, I'm so excited for you and all that you're doing with your new book. And then of course, what you're doing with the Teach Better team.
2: I appreciate it, Josh. You're the best.
0: Appreciate
1: you, brother.